Hey y'all, I'm Kua. And this is Kendra. And this is the Black Gems Dive In Podcast. Podcast about inclusive cultures and everything DEI. Hey Kua. Hey girl. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. We are back for episode seven. 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 Episode seven. Yes. We had to take a little break again, but I think we just need to take some rest sometimes. Like we always talk about, you know, mental health is wealth. So um, we just want to make sure that we are delivering a great podcast every week. So I'm happy to be back in the studio. Me too. Um, I do want to say, you know, a little bit of a trigger warning for this episode because we're going to talk about some of the things that have been happening um, nationally. And and within the last couple days, even um, as it relates to the police, as it relates to um, some heavy stuff. It's very heavy, but it's necessary to have a discussion about it. So. Right. um, So like um, Akua said, trigger warning for sure. Um, But before we talk about our hot topic, we Mm -hmm. would like to introduce our podcast guest. We got a guest this week. Yes. So we have Chad Williams, who is the founder of Due Process, which is a social justice apparel startup. Um, and he created it as a way to express himself and make a difference. It is described as streetwear with the soul. So we'll get into that. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but Chad graduated in the spring of 2020 from Buff State, right? Yes. Um, with a degree in economics and was subsequently hired by Launch New York as an operations analyst, um, giving him a stable full-time platform to pursue his entrepreneurial uh, dreams. Due process is a part of Launch's founder, Launch's founder's Go Big initiative designed to support my Minority entrepreneur. So we'll get into more about Chad and his journey here in Buffalo and what does due process mean and what is next and all of that. So I'm excited yeah. to have this conversation. So Me welcome, too. Chad. Me too. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Glad to be here. We're awesome. excited to have you on. Um, and so we're going to dive right in. Yes. And uh, talk a little bit about we actually have a couple different hot topics. Um, and like we said, you know, this is this is heavy stuff. And this is stuff that I think our communities, when you think about communities of color, have been facing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the first the first conversation that we wanted to have was talk about, and I think, you know, on the Leadership Buffalo episode last season. Wow, was that season one already? Right? Like, okay. we did season two. So uh, last season, I think it was episode five, we talked with Leader Bus- Leadership Buffalo Live about um, health equity, mm-hmm. about the social determinants of health, and how impacts you know like dei infused in healthcare can start to produce some better conversations but one of the things that we mentioned then and we're going to mention again now um because there's some updates as it relates to it is how there's a lot of governors that have been coming out and a lot of health uh, professionals Mm -hmm. the president of the american medical association ama came out and said that um racism was a public health threat right and so uh, in time, there was an update, and it was exclusive with the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, and they're unveiling the agency initiative uh, to address racism in health. And so they talk about the, the COVID-19 pandemic, and this is exactly what we talked about with Leadership Buffalo and how it taught us a lot. Yes. You know, It taught us that our current systems are not in the best place to support um, underserved communities and those who are most vulnerable. Uh, we've seen that with the COVID-19 virus. We're seeing that with mm-hmm. the COVID-19 vaccines yep. that have also come out and who is getting them and who isn't um, and who has access to them and who doesn't, who has more barriers and who doesn't. Um, and so 
within months of the COVID-19 virus reaching uh, U.S., it became clear that the disease hit certain groups harder. The article talks about contributions to more severe illness, higher hospitalization and death rates among uh, black, Latinx, and American Indian, Alaskan Native communities, and those of a lower socioeconomic status as well. And so it also brings up, because a lot of people get caught up in the nuance of biology and genetics, and don't mm-hmm. you just have you know, worse genetics? Don't you, aren't you just worse off in that case? And we know that that's not the case. Um, and so social determinants of health, we talk about that all the time as it relates to the way that you get around public transportation or, mm-hmm. you know, having access to fresh fruits and vegetables or, um, you know, depending on your education status or economic status. We talked before about how Serena Williams, who's very rich, yes. also had issues yep. um, with giving birth. We talk about black maternal health and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And so the CDC is coming out. Um, and I know the the background of that director, her research and clinical work focused on HIV Um, and she also had a role to play with the COVID-19 virus as well. And so thinking about the place of, you know, HIV and coming out of that, people who have worked in public health have known forever that diseases afflicting the poor, afflicting those with access, uh, less access to healthcare also afflict racial and ethnic minorities. Um, and it's just different from white Americans. And so what they're doing is coming out with a whole agency-wide initiative called mm-hmm. Racism and Health, mm-hmm. and that's to refocus the CDC's public health efforts on recognizing, acknowledging, and most importantly, taking an action on the multitude of ways that race impacts people's health. Right. It's a lot to say. It is a lot to say. And it also is a hub for education, dialogue, and directors dealing with this critical issue as well. Um, right, right. And so it is interesting now that the CDC um, has now come out with this because we always said that we're living in two pandemics. Right. Uh, so now this is a critical issue. I read an article article early this week where it discussed that once we address racism, it will actually help everyone absolutely um and so a lot of people don't see that because they have tunnel vision to protect uh their privilege power and money but once we address racism and what that truly means especially in healthcare, it will help the masses and they talk about in this article too that the word racism is very intentional in the initiative for the cdc uh and it says that this is not just about the color of your skin but also where you live where you work where your children play where you pray, how you get to work, the jobs you all have, all those things feed into people's health and their opportunities for health. And so we'll keep an eye on that, um, you know, as an agency starts to put more, uh, you know, implements and puts more things into place. Um, but they're looking at things like health outcomes and how we can yeah. come up with innovative ways to make sure that people have access to care and um, are directly combating and confronting racism. Right. And one thing I just want to say, too, is uh, Dr. Walensky from CDC concluded by saying as well that confronting the impact of racism will not be easy. Mm -hmm. I know that we can meet this challenge. I know that we can create an America where all people have the opportunity to live a healthy life. When we kept when we each take responsibility and work together, Um, I'm committed to this work and I certainly hope you will lean in and join me. So that is Dr. Walensky from the CDC. Um, But going right off of the heels of that, as we saw um, what's happening now in America, Mm. um, we saw that a Minnesota um, officer um, shot Dante Wright. Mm -hmm. Um, She meant to go after her taser. That's what she said. Yeah. So she says, so we'll we'll talk about that. So uh, the officer fatally shot uh, Dante Wright. 
um, during a, a traffic stop near Minneapolis, mistakenly confused her gun for a taser. Uh, she uh, quickly released in video as they tried to ease tensions in a state on edge over the Derek Chauvin trial. So we know that this happened only miles away miles. from miles uh, away. where George Floyd uh, was murdered. Right. Um, and so we we see this happening over a traffic stop. We we saw you know on social media people saying it's just a traffic stop. It's just a soda. It's just a CDs. It's just a Lucy. When is just mm. enough? Mm. Um, and this is, again, a public health issue. Um, and this kind of goes into some of the conversation that we'll talk to you about today, uh, Chad, as well. Is why did you start due process and what does that mean to you as well? Mm. Um, but this is something that we keep seeing. And it's it's infuriating. It is. I mean, there's not many words that I can use to describe it. I think, um, you know, when you when you look on social media, a lot of people are just talking about the desensitizing of America too, right? Yes. Like we, we see this stuff, we see people get shot and killed on screen and, you know, I don't know, like you, you watch movies, you watch kind of different entertainment where some of this stuff mm -hmm. happens. And then when you see it in real life, I don't know if people have, you know, you have like, there's a visceral reaction to seeing this, this stuff, but then, you know, and we, one of the first episodes, we talked about not reading comments and, yes. and doing that. And I can't help it, but to look just to see what some of the dialogue is and people sitting here trying to justify, if only you would have, oh, if only you would have, but like there's, you said in the beginning, there's been a whole host of different things that people have been doing mm -hmm. and still it ends in the same result. It's same manner, same know? manner. And I can't help to think about even um, the black U.S. Army lieutenant. Uh, yeah. This happened, I think, in December, but the video just re was released. Um, Karan Nazario. Um, yeah. And we see in where... In his army fatigue. In his army fatigue, where he was, again, a traffic stop. He was asked to um, be re uh, to step away from his vehicle, to get out of his vehicle. He you know, said to the police officer, he did nothing wrong he had his hands up and he was asking and what, why, why why are you, you pulling me over why are you pulling me over um or why are you asking me to get out of the car that's what he was asking for a traffic, um, for a traffic stop. stop and the police officer said get out of the car put your hands up and he had to take off his seatbelt. and he said to the police officer i'm scared um that something will happen and he said you should be right that right there again trigger warning made me so upset because that is exactly what is happening in America. Police officers have, they feel like they have the upper hand. Um, but the fact that he's saying that you should be afraid, that tells you everything that you need to know. And he has on his, like his fatigues. But that means nothing. In but, the and, eyes. The, and I guess that's mm -hmm. what it comes down to. Cause he's like, I'm a Lieutenant, whatever. And the guy's just like, you know, you need to know how to obey and X, Y, Z. He pepper sprays him multiple mm -hmm. times. The guy's talking calmly to him, like, can you let me know? Why are you pulling me over? Which is your right to know. Yes. Um, can, I, can I bring up this one right yeah, Absolutely. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go so ahead. you said um, that situation with the veteran happened back in December. Or in December, I, I believe. December. December. And then the camera footage is coming out now. And then I'm thinking, like, I was thinking, like, the Dante Wright, right? The situation, like, the mm -hmm. body camera footage. That situation just happened, and that footage is coming out right now. That Usually, footage came out. That footage came out ASAP. It, and it then did. The, the George Floyd incident it took a while for the. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I just thought about that. That's weird. Yeah. Like, they releasing that footage right away, but then the George Floyd and, and with everything going on. So I don't know. I just thought about that. That's just a thought. It's a good point because, you know, we've seen in other cities, other situations where footage has taken a while. I don't mm -hmm. know if there's a process behind 
releasing it to your point mm -hmm. um video footage did come out for the one that happened in brooklyn center minnesota mm -hmm. um and they talk you know you can the clip and i haven't watched it I, i've only read uh descriptions of what happened because I, I can't i can't put myself in that yeah in that space but um it says in the Brief clip of the body camera video officers from the Brooklyn Center Police Department can be seen trying to handcuff the driver. Um, one of the officer aims a weapon at Mr. Wright and shouts taser, taser, taser. She fires one round and Mr. Wright groans in pain. And then she says, and I quote, holy shit, I just shot him. The officer can be heard shouting. And so this came out. Oh, my gosh. You know, this was an accident. She reached for. Her, she thought she was reaching for a taser, but it was really the gun. And then you see everything ensuing from there. Oh, how heavy is a taser? How, you know, if you if you can't tell your left from right, right, there's a lot of conversations that are out there. I won't go into all the speculation because you know you can watch it and, and see for yourself if you wish. But um, I think one of the other things that I wanted to bring up too is just the response from this, right? Mm -hmm. So they had the chief out there talking about oh. The military is on its way and basically daring people like, you know, you got a curfew at 7 p.m. Um, it's going to be heavy. You know, it's almost militarized at this point. So that's the response. But we don't see that same energy nope. when it relates to something like this happening on that end. Exactly. You know, exactly. And so now, you know, we're back at this place where tensions are high again. Yeah. Uh, we have eyes on the Derek Chauvin case, right. which I want to keep saying is the Derek Chauvin yes. case, not the George Floyd yes. case because yes. he is not on trial. Yes. We have the Derek Chauvin case going on. We have everything else that's happening. And so, again, we're at this this crossroad and this point in America. Yeah. Um, and I can't help to think about, you know, this could be my brother or my cousin. Yeah. Um, and that's what weighs heavy on me personally when I think about these situations. Um, um, so kind of going into to all of this, um, Chad, we thank you for coming on, first of all. Of course. Um, but we would like to, to know you a little bit more and, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about your, your background and why you decided to start Due Process. Okay, cool, cool. But you got to speak it to the mic, brother. No, yeah, of course. All right. So this is like my second time doing this. Okay. So second time on the podcast? Not a no, no, no. not. A, oh, yeah, on the prep podcast. Not this one. This one. Yeah, yeah okay. but you knew yeah. that. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, so it's like my second time being on a podcast. This one is more official, though, hey. I, I could say. Um, so, yeah, my name is Chad Williams. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, uh, 22 years old currently. Um, as Kendra said, just graduated from Buffalo State College in the spring of 2020. Congratulations on that. Thank yes. you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome. So, you know, beating the odds. <laughs> um, so, let's see, where do we start? Um, so, I guess um, my junior year in college, um, that's when, um, well, actually my senior year, but um, you guys want to hear like the story, the full yes. story? Yes, yeah. we, we want the people to, but you, again, you got to speak it to the mic, brother, right. so we got to hear I'm you. A, all right, got there you guys go. right now. All right, so, um, all right, so my junior year in college, um, Went out with a couple of friends to a club downtown Buffalo on Chippewa Club venue. Mm. Um, so it was me, two guy friends, and then two girlfriends. And um, we were all in the club. Um, one of the girls, she started to throw up. So the bouncer had seen that, and she said she had to leave the club. So um, we were going to call, call her Uber, and she was going to go home with her other girlfriend. So we went outside. This was pre-COVID, of course, mm. and um, it was packed. It was downtown Buffalo. It was packed. There's a bunch of people outside, so we couldn't find the Uber initially. So um, we were just looking for it. We were looking for it for like a good five minutes. We finally found it. I'm walking with the girl towards the Uber to put her inside, of course. And then the Uber driver, he just starts screaming from inside. He's saying, no, 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 no. So in my head, I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? So I go around to his side of the car as he's bleeding on the whole left side of his face. Yeah, so he's bleeding. And then um, 
The Uber driver. Yeah, the Uber driver. He's bleeding on like the left side of his face as somebody somebody had to hit him. I didn't see somebody hit him, but from that time, there's a whole bunch of blood coming down his wow. face. But at this point in time, I'm still trying to get the girl in the Uber. And then the cops come behind me. They're like, excuse me, sir, separate from the car. So I just backed up. And then they asked the Uber driver, they're like, um, are you the one who called in the assault? He's like, yeah. And he's like, are, are you, you the one what? Are you the one who called in the assault? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, yeah. And then he's like, who did it? And they pointed at me. He pointed at you? Yeah, he pointed right at me. So, like, me, at this point, I'm panicking. I'm like, no, 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 no. Ask him again. Ask him again. And they're like, don't don't, don't resist. Don't resist. So, like, without doing this, why call the company due process, too? Because they didn't do any type of due process, mm. which refers to fair treatment through the judicial system. They didn't look for any blood on me. I was wearing a lime green soda at that, too. So, like, if I would have hit the guy, it would have been blood somewhere on me. They didn't do any of that. They just arrested me. I had to spend the night in jail. And then I seen the judge in the morning. From the first sight of, like, the judge, me and her connecting eyes, she just looked at me in disgust like she didn't like me. And she was a Spanish lady, too. It was crazy. I was like, oh, man. And then, so, since I was a college student, I was able to be let go, but she appointed me a court date for, like, three or four weeks later, and then also a public defender. Okay. So, being that this situation, I was a junior in college, I had money to afford a private lawyer. But I thought it was going to be like a clear cut case. Like it's downtown Buffalo. It's going to be like a whole bunch of cameras. All you have to do is go get the footage. So I'm thinking I'm going to be good. It's, it's nothing to worry about. So I'm trying to contact this public defender for like the whole three, four weeks and sell a court date. This guy doesn't answer the phone, doesn't respond to emails. And mind you, I'm a college student at this time and I'm working. Mm. So like <laughs> I'm like I'm missing work. I'm missing classes and stuff trying right. to get in contact with this guy. Right. He's not right. answering the phone. He answers um, like the day before court. I go up, I go downtown where his office was in the court building. <laughs> Let me say that. So his office is inside the court building mm-hmm. where they try to put me in jail. So I go to his office. I tell him everything that happened. I'm like, it should be a clear cut. We should just go downtown, get the camera footage, and then I'll be good. Because I, I can't go downtown. They banned me from downtown. They said I'm a bit, I was banned off the whole strip of Chippewa. I can't go wow. back over wow. there at all. Because the guy, he's Uber driver, so I guess he works over there, so they didn't want me around that wow. area at all, so I was banned. So I couldn't go get the footage myself. So um, I was like, yeah, you just got to go get the footage, and we'll be good. He's like, yeah, 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 okay, okay. So we go to court. I asked the guy if he has, um, if he got the camera footage. He's like, no. He doesn't give me any reason. He doesn't have the camera footage. He just says no. So, like, in my head, I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? He don't like me. What I did to him. So, like, throughout this whole situation, I went through a situation for, like, felt like a year, but... Mm-hmm. He was just unresponsive the whole time, not responding to emails. Like he didn't care about the situation at all. And, um, yeah, what happened? So he's trying to force a plea deal on me. That's another thing. He's trying to force hmm. a plea deal on me, right? Hmm. But me well. being the type of person I am, uh, I would never admit, uh, say I did a crime that I actually didn't do right. for less of time. So I was willing, more than willing, to like take it to trial and whatnot if it got to that point. But... It all came to end. Um, the guy, after a while, he said he wasn't sure of my identity, and then um, the charges were dismissed. Thank God. But then the cases, for many people, it, it doesn't work like that. Right. <laughs> some some people would take the plea, though, because they they're scared to go to trial, and cause, as they should be, though, because like, they're facing, they could be possibly facing a bunch of time. So some people would say, even if they didn't do the crime, they would say they did the crime, and then that would hinder them for the rest of their life, because now they have that on their record, so right. it's not hard for them to get the job and whatnot. So it was just crazy. It's like one of the huge faults in the public, just the public, uh, the criminal system. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. So um, do, all right. So now I guess the due process. So my the beginning of my senior year in due pro, uh, of college, um, I started due process. 
So like the thought behind it was um I was mixing like my passion for fashion and then my newfound passion for social justice and I was combining it too. Okay. So we spell it D O O process and sell it instead of the tra- traditional way because mm-hmm. we put it in like the streetwear category of clothing. So mm-hmm. we want it to be like a little bit different. And um yeah, we donate fifteen percent of proceeds to an or any organization that advocates for social justice. Nice. Thank you, thank you. So we do that through every sale. And we just try to create like different designs that um appeal to social justice, but also looks good. So you'd be able to wear it in the club. So we wouldn't like exactly put like a, for instance, like a Trayvon Martin in the shirt, like and just like blanket words. We mm-hmm. just do like a design that uh, adheres to him, that looks aesthetically pleasing, and then that's how we tried to go about doing it. Okay. And then um, so I'll say um, I did independent study with one of my professors in college, my senior year, and I did due process with the. With the independent study, mm-hmm. and we joined the business plan competition, the New York business plan competition, and um, I'll say that's what really took the process to the next level because um, through that competition, I was able to like really go into like what my business plan would be, what everything about it, and through that, I learned like public defenders there because I hated public defenders at the time, right? Right, right. After them, it was like after your experience, yeah, yeah, of course, imagine, so, yeah. Right. Like but then I did more research, yeah, like overwork and underpaid. That's another huge fault in the criminal justice system. So, like, maybe he didn't want to be at a, a hole, but he definitely was. But, yeah, so through that, that's when I did my research, and I ended up winning the business plan competition. Okay, So I ended up winning the business plan competition, beat out all other type of Ivy League schools, and it was just, it was a great feeling. And then I got, like, funding from that competition, so mm-hmm. I was able to form the company into LLC, get a website, and just really excel things to another level. So that was, that was also another huge milestone that we were able to achieve with the company that first of all congratulations thank you Uh, you. a lot of congratulations are in order for you taking you know that experience that traumatic experience and putting it into um something that you're helping others right um Mm -hmm. especially others who might have similar experiences and i think you highlighted a couple things that i want you to kind of talk a little bit more about um and you mentioned you know this 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 support right you you talked about if you and I think about some of the other cases that have happened where people do take that plea deal because it's like, well, if it goes to trial, I don't have money for a lawyer or mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. And if, you know, if I lose that because the optics look bad, I'm going to end up doing jail time and it's going to be even worse. And, you know, a pause in your life in that way. But question for you, like, so so you were willing to take it to trial in that way. Did you have uh, support behind you in, in, in that way or it was crazy what did that look like? It was like, it was like my friends that was there. At the time, like, I was thinking, like, they were going to be, like, my witnesses and stuff like that. So I thought I was good all the way, but it didn't work out like that because, like, they would be, like, it was during the summer, too. Like, when we, when I was not from Brooklyn, so I had to keep traveling back and forth to Buffalo. Got you. So nobody wanted to come up to Buffalo, and it just, like, really opened my eyes because nobody, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So nobody wanted to come up, so I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm effed, I'm effed, it's over, and everything like that. But then, luckily, the guy said that he wasn't sure of my identity, and that was enough for them to be able to dismiss the case. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so wow. Crazy. Awesome. Talk about knowing your friends. Know your friends. Because <laughs> that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole different. Uh, yeah, so I was really like, just like, I thought I was good the whole time until that happened. When that happened, I was like, oh, man, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so, like the camera thing happened. Like, um, so I finally sent one of my friends to go get it. But at that time, they said, um, I, I actually went down there with myself to try to go get it. And they said, um, they deleted it at a certain amount of time. Okay. So, okay. like, uh, I was after that, I was like, all right, so the witnesses, we good. I'm so good. I'm so good. I got the witnesses. But then, yeah, so. Yeah, and you just think about so many people, like you said, who do take the plea deal, who are in jail, 
who didn't commit the crime, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, I read so many sport stories, especially now mm-hmm. where people are in jail for years yeah. and then they say, Oh, we're going to give you X amount of money. Sorry. Like we made a mistake. And it's like, there's no money in the world that's going to make up for you falsely accusing me of a certain crime. But I just think about, you know, our black and Brown men, especially who are incarcerated right now, um, who are literally spending their lives in jail for something that they did not commit. It makes me think of, what was that? The Khalif um, Browder, Browder? Yeah. Was it the Khalif Browder story where he supposedly stole a backpack or something like that? Yes. And spent how long in jail? Yeah, I was about to get to that point. It's another crazy thing. Like, people that's in jail for, like, non-violent crimes and right. they got, like, absurd amounts of time and it's just, it's ridiculous. And where was he? He was in, like, a max Rikers. Rikers. He was in Rikers Island for mm-hmm. a very, for three years for yeah. this, this crime and he eventually got out. But that, Type of damn, you know, you you go into prison. I mean, that's a whole different because he was in solitary confinement for a while, and right, yeah, right. But think about the Central Park Five, yeah, you know, uh, which I hate labeling them them that name because they have names, right? Um, but think about that wrongly accused right. of uh, what they did in Central Park or what they supposedly did in Central Park, and it wasn't even them. And so we think about these stories that happen all the time, all the time. because we don't get to your point of due process. We right. don't get due right. process right. Um, within the legal system. Yeah, and I mean this legal system. It has a lot of holes. It does. It has a, a lot of holes. And when you think about, you know, the conversation we started off in terms of like public health, this is a component of that. Mm-hmm. This is a component of that. And it, there's a lot of different things that I think go into um, someone's overall health. But having healthy systems is another conversation that we should yeah. be having. Um, and these systems continue to fail those who are vulnerable, those who are underserved and those who are black and brown. Yeah. Uh, period. Yep. Yep. You know, Um you know, to that point, too, I was just reading an article a few weeks ago and actually just pulled it up about how in New York State, the Senate, pa- the Senate passed the HALT mm. Solitary Confinement yes. Act. Um, and this was May or March of this year. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that's something that I know that so many advocates and uh, officials locally have been pushing for. Right. For a very long time. Um and so they were able to, to pass HALT, which is the Humane Alternatives to Long-Term Solitary Confinement. Um, and that was sponsored um, in, in New York by Senator Julia uh, Salazar. Mm-hmm. Um, and this legislation limits the use of segregated confinement in all incarcerated persons to 15 days. Okay. It implements alternative rehabilitation measures, including the creation of residential re- rehabilitation uh, units and expands the definition of segregated confinement. And it just goes on. Mm-hmm. But I think about that, how we need to reform our justice system mm-hmm, as a mm-hmm, whole mm-hmm. and that's just one piece of it yeah so so chad you had mentioned in terms of supporting organizations so you said um a certain percentage of the sales go to organizations can you talk about maybe some of the organizations that you've been able to um work with in that way okay yeah no problem um so like since um i just started the website just from the llc and i recently just lost uh launched my Walking Wild Black collection. Okay. That collection is um is inspired by Trayvon Martin. It's like a design that adheres to him. I wanted initially the, for the funds to go towards the Trayvon Martin Foundation, but I wasn't able to hear back from them. Okay. So um, the funds from this drop will go towards it. It, it already went towards um the Western New York Peace Center. That's nice. It. Yeah, it's here in Buffalo. You guys nice. know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Also, the Last Prisoner Project, which uh, works for um cannabis reform. Nice, so, nice. Which also just passed yes, recently too. Yeah. The MRTA, um, yep, marijuana reinvestment, right? 
something, whatever that T is. <laughs> tax, I think yes, it's tax, yes. tax yeah. act or whatever. And so you, we're seeing a lot of movement happening. Um, I think all the pieces kind of put together. First of all, we have um, an assemblywoman, our majority leader, Crystal People Stokes, mm-hmm. who worked tirelessly. I mean, this was what, I think 13 years in the making. Um, and she has sponsored the bill. She led the bill. Um, and what they talk about some of the the money that's generated from the sales will go, I think 40% to education. Mm-hmm. There's a component around equity in there as well, um, as well as going back and restoring uh, the records of people who have had drug offenses right. through uh, marijuana, which is important, which is very important, <laughs> you know? And so it's, it's awesome to have a local elected official who is, been on her game for a very long time to make this and to lead make in the charge. Yeah. You know, and I think also, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for New York state because when you look at budgets, we need some money, we need some money, especially <laughs> right. now, especially now. Right. Um, one point that you made chat too, um, is that with your new line, the Trayvon Martin line. And I remember, um, when you launched it and I saw it on social media, what kind of caught my eye is the fact that it's the Trayvon Martin line, but you put it on a hoodie. Mm. Right. Yeah. Was that strategic? Of course, of course. I put it on shirts too, but like the hoodie part was like the main important part of it, and like also the name of it, "Walking While Black," because he was walking while black when he was unjustly killed by a man not minding his business. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't give him his due process rights. So he's walking around with um skittles, mm-hmm. Arizona juice can, his hoodie on. So like definitely it was strategic. Very strategic, <laughs> and I like it. I like it. Um. So what is next for due process? What is what is next? Where do you see due process next year, five years from now? Um. Is it going to? Are you going to stay in Buffalo? Expand? Just tell us what's next. Yeah. So I'm in Buffalo right now because of the work. I'm starting to like Buffalo, especially since the weather's getting nice out. So, okay. <laughs> so that's cool. It's definitely a plus. So we're definitely going to try to grow locally in Buffalo at first, and then expand. Nationwide, hopefully. Okay, okay. So that's like the put plan. Put it out there. It. Yeah, definitely. Yes, now, hopefully, you there. will. Right, right. Expand Explain nationwide. It. Yeah, I'll try to be humble. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be humble. Put your stuff out there. Right. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Want to going to expand nationwide. Um. So what's next? You say. Um. Well, one of the future goals for due process is um something I was talking about with Kendra earlier too is like um I want to start like what we call like the defense fund mm. and like. We would build like something called a due process law firm, and it goes back to my point of the public defenders not doing good jobs. Um, so, like the due process law firm, what we would do instead of the fifteen percent going to um, different um, social justice organizations, we would donate the fifteen percent to um, law school students, and then in return, like with uh, scholarships or something like that. I haven't really got the nitty gritty mm-hmm. with it yet, but mm-hmm. we would donate the money towards them, and then in return, they would come work out for the due process law firm after they graduate. And help fight pro bono cases on the side of wrongfully arrested individuals. So that's like a future goal that I have to do process. Love that. That is awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So quick question, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but mostly Instagram. And then also the website, www.dooprocess.org. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, DOO Process, at DOO Process. Yeah. And we'll link those in the show notes, too, yeah. uh, to make sure that people know where to find you. Awesome. Yes. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yes. And so we always, and I don't know if we gave him the heads up, because sometimes we just bring this on our, our guests. <laughs> uh, so you got to think of the moment if, if we haven't. But uh, we always leave our uh, listeners with a gem of the day or a gem mm-hmm. of the week. Um, and so something that you might have been thinking about mm-hmm. or kind of like processing lately. Um, what, do you, what do you got for the folks? You all got to do it, just me. We can all do we one. We will right. do it. 
So Kendra could go first. There you oh. go. <laughs> oh, you put it on me. Give, give me some time to think. First, <laughs> I always go first. Man, Jim of I know Jim of the day. Man, I am in a spot. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm gonna pass it to you, real quick. Oh, Lord. <laughs> See, and I'm and I was trying to think real quick. Like, oh, what can I? What can I think of? Um, hmm. My gym of the day. I know we always talk about mental health. We talk about making space um, for ourselves. I'm gonna say, give yourself some grace. Oh, you're gonna take my words because I'm the grace person. Oh well, you but know, go ahead. Grace is my look. That's my Instagram. Oh yeah, that is right. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Don't, look, that's right. Look, I had grace for a minute. That is right. Okay, go and ahead. And that's what my middle name means. That's right. But anyways, yeah, I would say uh, give yourself some grace. I know we work really hard. We've been, you know, through a really tough year last year. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a continuation. We are still living this. I Mm -hmm. mean, something new is happening literally every other month or every month. Mm -hmm. Um, Something crazy. I, I, you know, rest in peace, DMX. That was a huge loss, I think, um, for the black and brown community as well. Um, And been watching some of the videos that he has put out there and just, you know, the uplifting messages that he's been giving people throughout the years. But I would say, give yourself some grace. You know, Mm -hmm. we work hard, um, but you got to take the time to really allow yourself to rest too. Um, And I, you know, I'm thinking about all this fitness stuff. That's also what I was thinking about. Me too. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Which we've been on our grind uh, in the fitness place too, but you got to give yourself some grace and enjoy yourself sometimes too. You you do. You have to just take a moment to like, I was talking to someone the other day and I had posted um, online one of my workouts and someone's like, Oh, you got me motivated to move and keep Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. And I just think about like, I'm motivated by seeing everybody else keep going. Right. But one thing I always tell people like, you don't have to go, hard doing 600 calories in the gym if you go for a walk right whatever the case may be right. just enjoy especially now because the weather's starting to break a yep. little bit more yep. the sun is coming out earlier it's setting later which yep. is nice and it does freshen up your mood a little bit so just enjoy um what western new york and buffalo has to offer one thing that i've been looking into recently is random but going to the botanical gardens mm. i've never been i'm born and raised really? in buffalo I've never been to botanical oh, garden. It's a nice, it's it's beautiful, and it's, it's just some, especially now that I'm getting you know this green thumb. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I really want to go to a botanical garden, so I'm just thinking about just things that I haven't done. Okay, in Buffalo that I want to do just to enjoy. Dope. I like yeah. that. I've been. I think I've been twice now. I've been twice now. I took my parents when they came to visit once, but it's nice. You yeah. just go in there and look at plants, plants. and you <laughs> see they have all different varieties and species, and I'm yeah. like, what kind of plant? Like, can I grow this in my house? Right. Well, (laughs) most of them, no. But you know what I mean? But it's cool just to kind of get that sense. And it's nice for pictures, too. It is nice. You might have to take a couple selfies when you go. Do have this price? Okay. Mm-hmm. Chaz mm-hmm. like y'all old. Y'all talking about plants. Look, you you get to a certain point in life, and you you really respect and pay tribute to the little things. You so. do. Trust me, I you get know. it. You do. I definitely you do. do. I, I got mine now. You got yours. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right what, so what? mine is um take your time. Ooh. Okay. What's, what's, what's meant to be will be. Mm. God has a plan for all of us. Just enjoy, enjoy yourself before you can't enjoy yourself anymore. Yes, so the journey. Like, yeah, take, take time to time. talk to family members, live your life, live your best life. Just yeah, it was meant to be, will be. I like, I like it. it. <laughs> yeah. Jamil, Jamil on the ones and twos. Yes, he felt that. <laughs> take your time. Yes, I like right? that. I like that. Well, thank you for coming on to our podcast thank today. Thank you guys for having me. 
Um, I'm super excited that you were here and just to hear your your journey, um, especially, you know, you're so young and you have so much ahead of yeah. yourself. And yeah. I'm excited to see what's next. Me too. Um, really looking forward to it. Like I said, the, the way that you've taken, you know, pain into triumph and actually doing something behind it is very admirable. Um, continue doing what you're doing. You're going to do great things. And claim it. Name claim it, it and claim it. Yes. 100%. Thank you, guys. Name it and claim it. Thank yes. you for coming on. We will see you episode eight. Episode eight. We do have another oh. podcast in between. Yes. Right? So we will be on, and it's Invest Buffalo Niagara. Um, the organization has a podcast. Uh, Kendra and I will be on their podcast. It's either this week or next week when it comes out. It will come out next week. Um, so we'll definitely share that as well on our social media. Uh, so pay attention to that. We yeah. we moving and shaking. Oh, you want to talk about YNPN? Oh, why not? So uh, YNPN, which is the Young, Young Nonprofit Pro- Professional Net- Network. Professional Network, yep. Yes, so um, Ku and I will be their keynote speaker yeah. for their summit on um, April 30th. And tickets are free. You have to just go through their Eventbrite, Eventbrite page. Um, but we will be on there delivering a keynote. Yes. Um, so I'm excited about that. So we are moving and grooving. We out here. We out here. That's right. That's right. So. So. <laughs> tap in <laughs> tap 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 in alright bye Kua bye see y'all next week peace hey y'all thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Black Gems Dive In Podcast make sure you rate and subscribe on all of the major streaming platforms including Apple Podcasts Spotify iHeartRadio and Stitcher make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Black Gems Dive In on Twitter and Instagram and at Black Gems Dive In Podcast on Facebook <laughs>